Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Ian Deerwitz and the show, which is, by the way, brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy Basketball. More on them in a bit. But at Sleeper, use promo code LA Lounge and you'll get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 25 states. Check out Sleeper today. But today on the show, we are going to turn the page on the Nuggets loss. Look ahead to the Phoenix game. Uh, we have some injury updates on that one. And yeah, I'll give some notes on them as well as introduce a new segment that will take you around the league as well. So uh, just some quick final thoughts in rewatching the game and in talking about it yesterday, by the time you guys are listening to this, uh, with Matt Moore of the Action Network. Um, which <laughs> my favorite part of that show is the very, very end when, he, when we both realized the reason I bring him on here is so that I could finally be the, uh, the popular one on the show. Um, <laughs> shouts to Matt for rolling with that joke, but uh, which might not be a joke. But yeah, we, um, in talking about it and again, watching it and talking about the game with some other people who, who, you know, either cover the sport or, or watch the sport or whatever. Um, a couple quick things that I would, I, I should probably clarify, right? One, um, at the end of the day, it is up to Anthony Davis to go out and get the ball and go out and impact the game. Um, in, in, in more ways offensively than he did in, in that second half. That isn't a D'Angelo Russell problem. That isn't a Austin Reeves or LeBron thing. Like at the end of the day, it does really kind of come down to AD cracking some skulls and, and, and at the very least getting some offensive rebounds and saying, screw it. I'll do it myself. Right. Um, so in that regard, I, I, I want to be absolutely clear that he is kind of the key component to that. Um, I also want to say that as it pertains to Gabe Vincent and Rui Hachimura and D'Angelo Russell's game and even Austin Reeves game, because I don't I didn't think Austin Reeves was was incredible in that one either. Um, with Reeves and with Vanderbilt, there is some. You know, they're, they're, it's explicable, right? Not necessarily excusable. You do still need to play better, but it, there is an explanation for why I could see heading into this one, they might be a little rusty or, or need a little bit more time to catch back up to what the Lakers need from them. Right. Gabe Vincent is brand new plays point guard, which is really difficult to figure out on the fly and barely played in preseason. Austin Reeves is stepping into a bigger role and learning how to play, you know, for, for, for an entire season next to D'Angelo Russell. Um, and, and again, barely played in, in the uh, preseason. And I thought, yeah, I, I figured he would look kind of, kind of rusty. And, and, and he, he did, you know, for stretches of it, he, he definitely did. Um, in D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura's case, and this is part of the reason why I was so frustrating with, with frustrated with Russell. I thought that there was there weren't weren't the same explanations there, right? Russell has played so well in the preseason, like he showed you the kind of player he has to be 
especially in bigger games against tougher opponents to convince you and to convince the Lakers that he should be on the roster beyond the deadline. And Rui Hachimura, you know, again, no real explanation here for why he has looked the way that he's looked, not just in, in game one, but kind of sort of dating back to the preseason. So, you know, when you talk about a loss after the fact, especially when you go live minutes after the game and you're kind of processing everything without having rewatched it, that's why I, I kind of like to to talk about a game. If I have an extra day to talk about it, I like to talk about it a, a little bit more because it does offer you a little bit more context. But, you know, with with talking about a loss, also <laughs> a Lakers loss and a Lakers loss to kick off a season that features very high expectations from fans, right? That's what Harrison and Pete and I talked about uh, in, in, in our conversation earlier this week on Monday, I believe it was. Um, I, you know, when you're conversing with an audience of thousands of people or tens of however, zillions of people, <laughs> I wish, uh, you, everybody ex is expecting me to get the pie chart exactly right according to what they are taking into and taking out of the game so you know it is my job i am paid to talk here to understand uh how to convey a message and 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 uh relay what i saw from a game but you know if we disagree on who deserves what percentage of pie for a win or for a loss that's what comment sections are for. And I do, I do really read them and I do take most comments into account and do take, tend to think about them a little bit more. And, and, you know, so long as we don't immediately jump to, were you watching? Like, yeah, yeah I was watching. I watched again. <laughs> the idea, I'm not Charles Barkley, man. I, I do watch these games. I promise. I swear. Uh, but yeah, I, I in in rewatching some of this and having a little bit more time to sit on it a, li a, a little, uh, I do think that you know I might have come down maybe a little too hard on Russell. Um, and even though I was a little lighter on on like Gabe Vincent especially, um, I I tried to explain why that was the case given how little we saw of him in the preseason. The same kind of goes for for Austin Reeves, but. I probably could have been a little harder on 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 Rui Hachimura, um, and and you know I do and I did give credit to D'Angelo Russell for the defense that he played in my conversation with Matt, um, and but at the end of the day, like the reason the reason the Lakers lost that game is probably the way that Anthony Davis uh, couldn't defend Jokic, and the way that he just disappeared in the second half. You can't have both of those things from the guy who is probably your best player and expect to win against a returning NBA champion. Let's turn the page though. That is one of 82. The Lakers play again tonight by the time you guys are listening to this. And it is a big one. It is, <laughs> it is a game that, uh, you know, the Lakers kind of sort they, they, it's not like a must win, right? It's not, there's no legacy on the line or anything like that. But you don't want to start the season 0-2. You want to, like, maintain some positive vibes. But you're doing so against a very talented Phoenix team, albeit it looks like they are going to be somewhat thinner uh, as of right now. 
The injury report indicates that Devin Booker is doubtful with a toe thing, and Bradley Beal might be doubtful with a back thing. Um, that can change, right? These injury reports on the night before don't always tend to be the most accurate as teams play some some shenanigans against the team that they are getting ready to go against. Um, and and but, but you know, all that said, if both of the, those guys can't go. That's a lot of creativity that the Suns just don't really make up for. And Kevin Durant is such a special individual player that, you know, he, he could just go off for 50 and, and, (laughs) but he's, he is not the kind of player who will, you know, score for himself and create for others in, in this kind of spot at this stage of his career. That's a big ask. So you're looking at guys like, I guess Eric Gordon or, you know, Josh Kogi isn't going to create for anybody. I, I would imagine they're going to run a lot of stuff through Nurkic, a lot more stuff through Nurkic at the high post. Uh, but if you're going to do that and AD is either responding with ball pressure on Nurkic or um, operating as, as a, you know, weak side defender, clogging up passing lanes and challenging guys at the rim, then that's a, pretty efficient way for the Lakers to defend them. So um, I, I I do like this matchup. If both those guys can't go, it is, you know, the, the Lakers are, are playing at home. And uh, I think coming off of that loss to Denver, especially losing the way that they did. Um, and given the matchup that the Lakers have here at center, I would hope that, you know, AD responds after hearing all of the stuff that people and, and, and the memes and 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 even stuff from from I would imagine from his own team, I hope, um, challenging him, saying like, hey, man, you can't disappear like that because he can't. He cannot. And if he follows that effort up with, you know, getting bullied by Nurkic or not like outright dominating the guy. Um, yeah, like it, it's it, it would be pretty disappointing. So I do think this game starts probably and ends with Anthony Davis. And the Lakers do have enough firepower, I think, to beat Phoenix, even you know if he doesn't have the best game. But just for him personally, given the season that that we're all kind of expecting, and frankly, the Lakers need from him, he needs to be he needs to be Anthony Effing Davis. He needs to be MVP candidate Anthony Bleeping Davis. All right, like I said at the top, we here at The Lounge are thrilled to announce a partnership with Sleeper, the daily fantasy uh, app that I just am am over the moon about. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users in 2022 while earning some of the highest levels of engagement per user in the industry. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper Picks is our real money product that connects friends over picks. Choose two of your eight favorite players from pregame, live, or even across different sports. Pick more or less than the predicted stats. On Sleeper, you get to uh, get up to 100 times payouts share with your friends and get rewarded together. Now, obviously for me personally, you know, I love fantasy. You know, I love every aspect of this. Uh, I love to hate it as well sometimes, but sleeper um, as an app 
is super easy to use. I have started using it, um, you know, dating. As soon as they told us that we were going to be partners with Sleeper, I hopped on there. Super easy to download, super easy to create an account. And you have fast and safe payouts as well um, that have also been great. That's the whole point of this, as, as you know. And look, as part of our partnership with them, we will be doing segments for players that we are going to be picking. Um, we, you know, Aaron and I will probably go head to head on this kind of stuff. You know that um, he has thoughts on this as well. Uh, and that'll be a, a, a weekly segment uh, for Sleeper as well. And yeah, I cannot possibly stress how proud we are that the lounge has grown to this point. Shouts to Blue Wire for their help in doing this. Let's keep this thing rolling. So again, head on over to Sleeper and uh, use that promo code LA Lounge um, and and get started on, on Sleeper today. Again, that promo code is LA Lounge. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operation over uh, in over 25 states. Check out Sleeper. All right. Uh, the other, you know, quick thing I want to talk about this game with is I'm really curious um, what Darvin Ham does with the second unit and um, whether he continues to hand the keys over to D'Angelo Russell for those minutes or if that is an effort that the Lakers are kind of or, or, or an approach that the Lakers are taking while Reeves gets his legs underneath him and they feel more confident in his conditioning and the amount of effort that he can put out there for, for those groups. Um, I also, you know, want to see again, and I, I know I'm going to keep on harping on this and, and maybe Harrison and Pete should have uh, targeted this as a thing that I get the most uh, um, annoyed about, but I do really hope we see a little bit more creativity in, in Rui Hachimura's use, especially with those second units where, yeah, as a safety valve makes total sense. But that is making the game way too difficult on him and, and frankly, making him a lesser player. So whatever the Lakers have to do um, to, to get him involved like that, I, I do hope that we start to see more creativity on that side as well as, you know, from, from Darwin, some rotations that, that you know, at least toy with um, various lineups that, you know, some didn't work as well last game and some of this is matchup dependent and, and, and some of this is just going to get better with time. But, um, from, from Darwin's perspective here, I am really curious if he continues to let D'Angelo Russell run things with that second unit or, um, or, or especially if, if, uh, Gabe Vincent continues to struggle. Um, cause that's the other thing is that like you, you Vincent was your biggest non, re-signing you know use your biggest acquisition of of the uh off season basically so at some point the lakers need to start to see what they really have with him um even if it means some some growing pains um early on all right so what we're gonna do next is uh take a little trip around the league the reason I'm doing this and, and, you know, I, I say around the league, but I'll, I'll probably mostly be kind of spending a lot of our time here talking about the Western conference. But the, uh, the reason we are doing this is because this season is going to be insane on, you know, we, you may as well start, you know, um, record watch and, you know, playoff positioning watch yesterday. You know, this is a, a just absolutely insane um, Western conference. And, 
you know, you look at you look up and down, and the Mavericks are a team that considers itself a playoff favorite. I would say, right, a team that should make the playoffs this year with Luka Doncic and with Kyrie Irving. Yet they are, as I am recording this right now, only up by one with a minute to go in the third quarter against a San Antonio Spurs team that is supposed to be at the bottom of the conference, right? And so, yeah, those those kinds of games where the Lakers get a little bit of help from a team that might be down there, um, those are fantastic, right? You look at, you know, the other side of that coin and the Clippers are up 60 to 42 on a Blazers team that might win. They, 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 they might win like 20 games this year, Portland, that the conference is too tough. Uh, and that team is pretty bereft of, of, of NBA talent. And that's the point, right? That's why they tanked the way that they did so they could get scoot, but that does come with growing pains. And, uh, you know, it doesn't look like the Lakers are going to get much help from the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, you know, they didn't get much help from them last night elsewhere in the conference. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves drop one to the Toronto Raptors. That's another one where, like, if a playoff team drops a game to an Eastern Conference opponent, unless that opponent is like the Bucs or the Celtics, again, that is some help that the Lakers will 100% welcome. Um, the uh, Pelicans beat the Grizzlies, and the Kings wallop the Jazz. Um, some of those kind of go as as you would expect. Uh, the, the Kings could not be stopped. They were just scoring at will on a jazz team that I'm really curious how Utah's season goes this year. Um, they kind of jumped out of nowhere and then fell back down to earth. And then, then, you know, obviously started tanking um, at the end of last year. I'm really curious, you know, when you go, when you go through a season like that, the expectations there, uh, there is that that team is definitely going to take a step forward doesn't always play out that way though. And uh, the jazz are going to be, you know, given how tough this conference, one of those teams that, you know, just keep an eye on and, and, and hope that the season necessarily go in the way that they're hoping so that the Lakers get a few extra um, wins over the course of the year that, that, you know, you might not have thought they'd get otherwise. Um, Pelicans and Grizzlies was, was an interesting one. Desmond Bain uh, went off for 31 points and he's really going to have to be special um, for them while jaw is out and he can be, I really like Bain's game problem though is without Steven Adams, man, the Grizzlies are, are thin up front. So, um, I'm, you know, they're another team Memphis where, you know, sometimes you reach a breaking point with stuff going wrong. Um, and, and, and having that happen too early. And, and in this conference, you do not want to dig yourself into a hole that you have to climb out of this conference is way too difficult. And, and like Memphis has probably had as bad a start to a season um, before the season really gets going that you could, that, that a team can possibly have. And um, yeah, that, that, that Pelicans Grizzlies game that, that was in Memphis. And that is a team that they're going to be competing for um, in the, in the standings with, and, and, and uh, yeah, that, that one, that one probably hurts a little bit. Thunder beat up on the Bulls. The Thunder is one of those teams that I'm really kind of keep. I, I'm really kind of nervous about. They uh, they look super talented, super young, and so young that you know you can get into that that 
that kind of sweet spot where a young team is too young to understand what they're doing is kind of insane. Um, and when they're as talented as the Thunder are, kind of look out. So Shea Gilgis Alexander just, you know, he drops 31 to go with 10 assists. He is special. He's an MVP candidate this year. Um, but yeah, I think uh, overall in the Western Conference, decent night, I would say, for the Lakers. We'll see how the Maverick Spurs game plays out right now. The Mavs are up five um, with, uh, you know, at the end of the third. Um, given that they were down double digits, I was kind of hoping the Spurs would hold on, but they are so young. The Spurs are. And, uh, you know, Luca, I think eventually was kind of say like, okay, enough of this. And he appears to have done that with 23 points, 11 boards, and eight assists again with a full fourth quarter to play. Um, I also, in this segment, are gonna I'm going to point out some stuff that I find funny. In this case, the funniest thing for me that, that happened last night was the Chicago Bulls, after getting walloped by the Oklahoma City Thunder, having a players-only meeting in game one. <laughs> One game. It's all it took. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that has to be a record. I can't say I've, I've heard that. I mean, look, I've only been doing this for about a decade or a little more than a decade now. I've never seen that before, uh, having that take place after one game. Um, the, the, the vibes are not exactly immaculate in Chicago, and I don't anticipate that is going to change anytime soon. All right, that is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, these are going to start to get a little bit shorter, especially on, on non-game nights as uh, we have people to talk to and a lot going on in the season. So, uh, again, quick shout-out to Sleeper. Again, sign up at Sleeper. Um, use that promo code LA Lounge and get a $100 match on your first deposit. And uh, I'll see you over there. I will be over there as well. So uh, hopefully we can connect there as well. So until uh, the next time you guys hear from me, which will be in a few hours, I'm going to be talking to Aaron here um, on the lounge, which is going to be live and, and all of that stuff. And then after the game, I will be recording a lowdown as well. Um, also live to, to talk that through with you, however that goes. Until then and until the next time you guys hear from me, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's and I will talk to you next.